The Lord be with you. And also with you. God has gone up with a shout. The Lord Hallelujah. Beloved, we gather for ordered worship, together to worship Almighty God, to illumine the imagination by the beauty of God, to quicken the conscience by the holiness of God, to warm the heart by the love of God, to devote the will to the purposes of God. We gather to worship Almighty God. The liturgy, music, and homily are offered this day here in Marsh Chapel for our gathered congregation across New England by radio waves, WBUR 90.9 FM for our listening congregation, and now and later upon the internet at WBUR.org. We welcome your prayerful material support, your written or emailed responses, your self-selection of forms of leadership and service in our midst. And as the Spirit moves, come Sunday, your presence with us in worship. Especially upon this esteemed and august Sunday, we remember and welcome the mothers in our midst this Mother's Day. And upon this day, we remember and welcome those who will be speaking, five graduates of the class of 2016 in the lasting mission of Boston University since 1839, learning and virtue and piety. This, I believe, they will address. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. As we are able, may we stand in the praise of God.
May we pray. Almighty God, whose blessed Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, ascended far above all heavens that he might fill all things, mercifully give us faith to perceive that, according to his promise, he abides with his church on earth, even to the end of the ages, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God in glory everlasting. Amen. Please be seated. Beloved, as is our custom, we begin our worship with a moment of silence, of confession. Today we meditate upon the institutions that have shaped us, each of which has a claim to the title Alma Mater, our families, our neighborhoods, our schools, our churches, our parties, our regions, our universities, all. We shape our institutions and then our institutions, they shape us. Let us remember with thanksgiving the substantial central importance of institutions in our lives as our choir leads us by the singing of the traditional Kyrie. have mercy upon us. Christ, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. Beloved, hear the good liberating news, not so much freedom of the will as freeing of the will. Christ has pardoned us and given us new life. If we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Thanks be to God. A lesson from the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 1, verses 1 through 11. In the first book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus did and taught from the beginning until the day when he was taken up to heaven, after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. After his suffering, he presented himself alive to them by many convincing proofs, appearing to them during 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. While staying with them, he ordered them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait there for the promise of the Father. This, he said, is what you have heard from me. 
For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, is this the time when you will restore the kingdom to Israel? He replied, It is not for you to know the times or periods that the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. When he had said this, as they were watching, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him out of their sight. While he was going and they were gazing up toward heaven, Suddenly two men in white robes stood by them. They said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up toward heaven? This Jesus, who has been taken up from you into heaven, will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please join me in reading responsively verses from Psalm 47 with the Antiphon.
clap your hands, all you peoples. Shout to God with loud songs of joy. For the Lord, the Most High, is awesome, a great king over all the earth. He subdued peoples under us and nations under our feet. He chose our heritage for us, the pride of Jacob, whom he loves. God has gone up with a shout, the Lord with the, tr the sound of a trumpet. Sing praises to God, sing praises. Sing praises to our King, sing praises. For God is the King of all the earth, sing praises with a psalm. God is King over the nations, God sits on his holy throne. The princes of the peoples gather as the people of the God of Abraham. For the shields of the earth belong to God, he is highly exalted. Now please rise as you are able for the singing of the Gloria Patri and the reading of the Gospel. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to St. Luke, chapter 24, verses 44 through 53. Glory to you, O Lord. Then he said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures, and he said to them, Thus it is written that the Messiah is to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things, and see, I am sending upon you what my Father promised. So stay here in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Then he led them out as far as Bethany, and lifting up his hands, he blessed them. While he was blessing them, he withdrew from them, and he was carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy, and they were continually in the temple blessing God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ.
Please be seated. This morning, we welcome to the pulpit five graduating Boston University students who help us to reflect on the spiritual journey that is higher education. As we celebrate their accomplishments and offer blessings on their future endeavors, we listen for the spiritual legacy of the class of 2016 in these This I Believe reflections. We begin by welcoming Terry Barley to the pulpit. Terry is graduating from Metropolitan College, magna cum laude, with a Bachelor of Science in Criminal Justice and a Certificate in Criminal Justice. She is the president of the Alpha Sigma Lamba Honor Society for Metropolitan College and a member of the Alpha Phi Sigma National Criminal Justice Honor Society. Terry works in post-awards financial affairs as a grants account specialist for payment processing and accounts receivable here at Boston University. She trains guide dogs and is active in social justice, gardening, reading, and painting. Next year, Terry will matriculate into the Master of Divinity degree program at the Boston University School of Theology. Welcome, Terry. In the Episcopal Baptismal Covenant, the bishop asks, will you strive for justice and peace among all people and respect the dignity of every human being? The response is, I will with God's help. As a criminal justice major, I learned about truth in sentencing, drugs in society, the challenges of reintegration, restorative justice, health challenges of the incarcerated, victim impact statements, drug, juvenile, veteran diversion courts, and environmental advocacy, policy, and law. I believe that police should wear body armor and body cameras. There are courageous individuals, fire, police, first responders, and emergency personnel that every day respond to fatal car accidents, veteran suicide, opiate overdoses, accidental death, homicides, and events such as the marathon bombings and 9-11. My hero is my father-in-law, a New York detective and Korean War veteran. What I believe is in the inherent dignity of each and every human being. Each human life is worthy of dignity and respect. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty. I believe God loves each and every one of us, no matter gender, race, religion, or preference. I believe that everyone has the right to clean water, clean air, safe housing, health care, and education, and a just and fair judicial system. The founding principles of our country are based on individual rights and freedoms that are guaranteed by our Supreme Court and Constitution. Free speech comes with enormous responsibilities. Let us use it wisely. I believe that every voice counts. Every vote counts. Make your voice and vote count. Bring a friend to the polls in November. I believe that we need to pass comprehensive gun reform, not to take away rights, but to ensure responsible ownership. I believe in changing the laws for gun shows, national background checks, and extended waiting periods. I believe in attending House and Senate sessions. I believe in meeting with your legislatures. Write to them. Lobby them. Demand change. 
Change is hard. Change is difficult. Courage is the Sandy Hook teacher's pensions that has called for the divestment from gun manufacturers. I have divested from gun manufacturing and believe in socially responsible impact investing. Courage was seeing Matt Richards' mother and sister at the Louis D. Brown Peace for Jorge Mother's Day Walk for Peace last year after losing their son and brother in the marathon bombing. Today is the 20th anniversary of that walk, and thousands are on their way to the State House right now. Walking today are the personnel from the emergency rooms and hospitals, the mothers, fathers, brothers, sisters, friends, and those that have lost loved ones. This quote is from the Mother's Day Walk for Peace. Peace is not the absence of violence. Peace is the presence of healing, reconciliation, and accountability. The seven principles for peace are love, unity, faith, hope, courage, justice, and forgiveness. One way we can remember that those that have died is to remember what they believed, what they valued, and who they loved. To remember them is to carry on their work and to continue to call for reform and change. God so loved the world, and so must we. From the Common Book of Prayer, Prayer for Social Justice, grant, O God, that your holy and life-giving spirit may so move every human heart, and especially the hearts of the people of this land, that barriers that divide us may crumble, suspicions disappear, and hatred cease. That our divisions being healed, we may live in justice and peace through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We next welcome Benjamin Coleman to the pulpit. Ben is graduating summa cum laude from the College of Arts and Sciences and Kilachand Honors College with a Bachelor of Arts in Neuroscience with a minor in History. He is a member of Alpha Epsilon Delta, the Pre-Health Honor Society, and NeuroSci, the Neuroscience Honor Society. While at BU, he has sung as a baritone with the Marsh Chapel Choir, volunteered in the emergency department at Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center, and participated in research at the Boston University Medical Center on preclinical Alzheimer's disease. Ben is the recipient of an inter intramural research training award at the National Institutes of Health in Bethesda, Maryland, where he will serve as a research associate in a clinical study of how HIV affects the brain. Welcome, Ben. Before I begin, I hope you all would indulge me in an addendum to my This I Believe essay. Happy Mother's Day, Mom, and to all mothers out there. I truly believe that without you, Mom, I would not be where I am today, and for that, I'm eternally grateful. Picture a man living by the ocean. 
He lives well, surrounded by friends and family, spending his days on the warm, bright beach with the cool ocean breeze at his back. He's a deeply religious man going to church every week and diligently doing charitable works. One day, interrupting this man's paradise, a forecaster announces that a hurricane is headed toward them that will certainly destroy the town. The man, instead of panicking, resolves to stay, thinking, I am an upright Christian. I know God loves me. God will surely save me. Later, as the clouds roll in and the wind picks up, his son visits him, pleading, Father, please come away with me. The storm will flood your home. The man responds, Oh, my son of little faith, the storm is merely a test. I am religious, so I know God will save me. Then, as the wind howls and the thunder booms, a police officer passes the man's house, yelling to the man, The hurricane is here. Can't you see that the sea is rising? Let me get away. Let me get you away from the beach. But the man resolutely states, I'm not moving, for God loves me, and God alone will save me from the storm. If we lived in the world of the Bible, the story would end much like the ending of Abraham and Isaac, divine intervention where God literally stops Abraham's hand from killing his son. The man would be swooped away by an angel and flown to safety, or Christ, walking on water, would appear to calm the waters of the storm. But we do not live in that kind of world. The man drowned. By just opening a newspaper, we can clearly see that inequity, suffering, and malice pervades our world with no apparent grand purpose behind it all. In this world, it is easy to resign to Nietzscheism that life is only about one's ability to thrive over others. However, this only serves to perpetuate the pain and seeming meaninglessness of existence. When the man arrives in heaven, he angrily asks St. Peter, Why did God let me die? Peter answered, Oh, you fool. He tried to save you with a weather person, an officer, and your son. Why are you here? I believe in the divine orchestra. God of our time cannot be a single violin playing an isolated musical line, just as God isn't an omnipotent old man with a white beard. Instead, God is the sublimity of all the instruments combined. For God has the capacity to live in all of us if we truly carry out our charge to love one another. Just as instruments support and build each other up in symphonies to create something greater than its parts divided, humans loving each other must do so in this life to evoke the divine. So in what do I believe? Ubi caritas et amor Deus ibi est. Where charity and love abide, God is also there.
Mike Chan is graduating from the School of Education with a Bachelor of Science in Elementary Education. Here at BU, he has been involved in teaching, tutoring, watching sports, playing games, stage managing for Wandering Minds, and writing for the Culture Shock blog in the Howard Thurman Center. Following graduation, he will serve as a summer camp director for the YMCA, and his plans beyond that are yet to be determined. Welcome, Mike. For most of my life, I felt like I was living two different lives. There's a life that everybody sees, where I'm kind, I'm helpful, and considerate. It's what people would tell you if you asked them who I was. It's probably how I describe myself, too. I wouldn't be lying, but I wouldn't be telling you the truth either. Because there's the life that everyone sees, and there's the life that only I see. In this life, I'm sick, and I'm dying. I'm someone struggling with depression. I always thought that being depressed was the consequence of tragedy and suffering. I know many believe it is a natural condition that everyone encounters and overcomes at some point in their lives. But depression is not always synonymous with sadness or grief. Rather, it is a sickness that nullifies life into a dull melancholy. Depression, at its core, strips away the spirit of what makes us alive. Before my depression, I had defined myself as a hard worker, as someone who is mentally tough and strong. But when I got sick, I found myself losing whatever enthusiasm or energy I had for life. Everything from talking to friends and going to class became tedious and difficult. And I soon found myself paralyzed with anxiety, unable to do much of anything but lie in bed all day. It took me a long time to realize that I was in trouble and in need of help. And even then, I continued to see myself as unworthy of anyone's love, thinking no one would actually pity me enough to care for my well-being. But depression often traps you in a prison of self-loathing and delusion, leaves a void within your own vulnerable psyche, and only compassion and forgiveness can fill and overflow it. It was hard finding the courage to share my experience with others, even harder learning how to receive their support once I did. Initially, I felt embarrassed to be associated with the stigmas of mental illness and be seen as a rehabilitating failure. But the empathy that persevered through strangers and close friends alike helped me accept the notion that it was okay to be the person in need. People might have bigger problems than yours, a friend said, but that doesn't make it any less important. Speaking about my depression doesn't make things easier, but it has helped me found meaning in this torturous experience. And despite the hell I have faced over the past six months, I am grateful for the profound insight it has given me. I now see the value of compassion and how the good we feel comes when we help others in need. Someday, I hope I can repay the kindness given to me to those that are trapped like I once was. And I believe that in spite of struggles each of us face in our lives, we can make a conscious effort in ensuring that it is a fight no one faces alone.
Clark Warner is graduating from the School of Theology with a Master in Theological Studies in Theology with a concentration in Ethics, and he is the 2016 School of Theology Class Marshal. At BU, he has served as Treasurer of the Association of Black Seminarians and volunteered on the Mission Strategy Team for the Episcopal Diocese of Massachusetts. Clark has worked during his seminary studies in software product management and intends to leverage his studies in ethics to advance ethical behavior in business management. Welcome, Clark. This, I believe. I hear the voice that speaks all things into being. I hear the still small voice in the rainfall and in the sunrise. I hear the still small voice in the footsteps of passers-by and in the flight of the birds overhead. Over these last three years, I have heard it more clearly than ever in the brilliance of my classmates at the School of the Prophets. That same voice, an inner voice, lives in each of us, but more importantly, in all of us and in the connections between us. If we listen to the voice, we learn how to be, how to thrive in the kingdom of God. If we listen, we learn how to be what others need of us so that they can also thrive in the kingdom of God. If we listen, we learn how each of us belongs to the other. We can't fully understand the still small voice alone. It is beyond us. If we listen intently and share all that we have learned with others who are also listening intently, we will begin to understand. This, I believe, that the voice of the Lord speaks a word to each of us, and in community, we learn the sentences, the pages, the chapters, indeed, the book. This voice that speaks all things into existence has retold my story. It has taken my shame and doubt, my worries and fears, and told me to ignore them so that I can practice for a life in the kingdom. It has retold my story so that I can join with confidence in the story of our existence. Here at the School of Theology, as I heard the future prophets speak, I have learned to listen more intently to the spill small voice, to hear my word. I will take my word to you. Please take your words to me and to each other, and together we will begin to understand and thrive as God intended. This I believe. Finally, Jamie Dingus is graduating cum laude from the College of Arts and Sciences with a Bachelor of Arts in Religion with departmental honors in the Religion Department and is the recipient of the Richard Ellis Katz Award. While at BU, she has worked as a Marsh Associate for Children's Ministry here at Marsh Chapel, served as president of the Boston University Interfaith Council, been a voting member of the Boston University Student Elections Commission, and is board secretary for Sanctuary Boston. 
Next fall, she will matriculate in the Master of Divinity degree program at Harvard Divinity School. Welcome, Jamie. Good morning. I grew up in Southern Virginia. My town was white and middle class and conservative. And as a liberal Unitarian Universalist, I could not wait to move to Boston. <laughs> With large UU churches and the UUA headquarters, I was convinced that everyone in Boston must be Unitarian Universalists just like me. I thought I was moving to a place where everyone would be just like me. So I was pretty shocked when I got to BU and realized actually no one here was just like me. There is diversity here unlike anything I could have imagined. I remember the surreal experience of walking from my freshman dorm to the matriculation ceremony and meeting someone from Bangladesh. Another time, I ate Indian food with a friend who'd actually grown up in India. I listened mesmerized as my roommate spoke to her mom on the phone, switching between English and Cantonese effortlessly. The world that had been so small grew. As it grew, my understanding of my place within it changed too. I learned about my privilege as an educated white American woman. I learned that in order to fight the systems that gave me this privilege, I would have to hear a wide diversity of voices. This year, I followed a call to build communities that facilitate positive encounters with difference. As president of BU's Interfaith Council, I have helped bring people together from different religions, people who have been taught not to work together in order to have honest dialogue and build community. This I believe. This world is filled with different people, people whose faces, histories, languages do not resemble mine or my home communities. Yet my life is deeply enriched by learning from these differences. I cannot undo the world's injustice, the hatred and pain if I'm not learning from and collaborating with these other voices. As I work to listen to the experiences of others, I am reminded of what connects us all. I believe in a divine light that lives within each of us. This light reminds me to love each person I come in contact with, no matter our differences. It teaches me to love their beauty and inherent goodness, even as I love their failings, their ignorance, and their mistakes. This I believe that my faith calls me to love all people and the divinity that lives in them, and as I do this, to remember my own divine light. There was nothing like starting anew, far from friends and family, to reveal the poison that is the isolation in our culture. Through our diversity, we are meant to be interconnected, and yet systems of competition, greed, and hate pull us from each other. This, I believe, that by participating in community that is subversive and caring, we break the walls of isolation that give us an illusion of separateness. I have learned so much as a student here, but most of all, I have learned that despite our differences and our struggles, we belong to a single human family.
As we turn our hearts and minds to prayer, I invite you to remain seated, stand, kneel, or come to the communion rail, as is your practice and tradition, as we sing together our call to prayer, Lead Me, Lord. Let us pray. Holy God, holy and mighty, holy and eternal, we give thanks this day for our mothers and all those who have mothered us. We pray for grace that we might faithfully mother among our families, friends, and communities. We recognize the inherent dignity of each and every human being that each human life is worthy of dignity and respect. We pray for grace to honor, respect, and build our communities and societies upon that dignity as it reflects your infinite glory. We acknowledge our pride and vanity, leading to all manner of foolishness. We pray for grace to perceive you in the dulcet tones of the divine orchestra, playing together in harmony and love. We offer up our own sicknesses and the sicknesses of those we encounter on the way. We pray for grace to endure illness and disease that we might become wounded healers. We confess that our understanding and knowledge and wisdom are limited. We pray for grace to work together for understanding and wisdom that will enable our world to flourish and thrive. We welcome the many differences among people that, when allowed to resonate together, generate a power to renew, restore, and achieve beyond what any of us alone could imagine. We pray for grace to be a hospitable people, receptive to the graces of difference, and confident in the potential for justice and peace. And we pray now in the words that Jesus taught, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. 
For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. We welcome you again to the Nave of Marsh Chapel, whether you are here with us sitting in the pews, listening on radio waves or streaming on the internet via WBUR or later via the podcast, please know that you are a valued member of our community. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there uh, in our congregation and especially to my mom. I'll be calling you this afternoon. Um, we would like to once again thank our students who supplied their this, I believe, Reflections this morning, they were all beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing your personal faith journey with us as you reflected on your time at BU. Finals have ended. Congratulations to all the students who made it through. Uh, Most of our undergraduate students have left campus for the summer. Um, The chapel will now be entering it gradually into our summer mode, but we will continue to have worship services on Sunday mornings at 11 o'clock. Next Sunday is the University Baccalaureate service here at 11 a.m. prior to the university-wide commencement activities at Nickerson Field in the afternoon. We invite all of you to participate in our coffee hour after the service. It is a special graduation-themed coffee hour. I heard there will be cake, so please come and eat cake. For all other news and information about the chapel, we invite you to visit our website at bu.edu slash chapel, where there is also the opportunity for online giving. Now, as the ushers wait upon us, we encourage you to reflect on the gift and discipline of giving.
We give you thanks, O God, this day for life and work and peace. May your mothering spirit bless these gifts and those who have given them to the work of ministry in this place and throughout the world. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Gracious God, send the fruit of thy spirit upon us, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faith, gentleness, self-control. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 